Welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Daniel Griggs has joined me on Dad Up today, and I'm excited to share this episode with you. Daniel has an extensive sports background playing football throughout his life, in college and even into the pros. But when his playing career came to an end, he ventured completely into uncharted territory and found a passion in the tech industry. Now he owns a successful tech agency that's worked with companies all over the world by designing, integrating, and consulting on their web-based services. He and his company have also created a software program called TeachPAR. This program is utilized by schools all over the country. The purpose behind the program is to help keep students and their parents organized with all the papers and school assignments. It is a huge success and he has helped improve the communication between teachers and parents. Daniel and his wife have four kids, all ages eight and under. For a dad that has fairly young kids, he clearly already has a lot of experience and he shares those experience in our conversation. Please welcome Daniel Griggs to Dad Up. Daniel, thank you very much for joining me on Dad Up today. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to our conversation. I'm excited mm-hmm. to have you on. So uh, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Uh, for my listeners who don't know who you are, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of your backstory, and uh, also about your kids? How many kids you got? Yeah, most definitely. So I'm, a, uh, I'm from Texas, a country boy from Texas, currently living in the Austin, Texas area. Um, I own a tech agency. Uh, we have a portfolio of different tech entities that we control and build out. Uh, me and my wife, we have four kids, eight, six, five, and one. Three boys and one girl. Oh, wow. How'd you get into the tech agency? How'd you, how'd you get into that? It's 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 interesting, you know. I I come from a, I have a sports background, and so I did track and football in college. I played pro football, um, and as I was doing football, I actually had a um, a couple buddies that we had like an athletic training company, and it was like you know we need a website. And this was back in about two thousand two thousand twelve, I believe it was, and so um, I built out the website. It helped out a lot, and I was like I kind of enjoyed this. Uh, but more the business aspect of it. And so that's when I really got interested in building out websites. I didn't know how to code or anything. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of taught myself as time went on. And so um, YouTube University is what I call it. And so I just kind of <laughs> learned I learned how to do it myself. Um, I started my my web, de- web development and design company in 2015. It was just me. Um, and mm-hmm. then I, I brought on a developer about the end of 2015. And so... Long story short, it grew from then to to now in 2020, and I got about uh, a staff of of 21, and so we've we've turned into a full tech tech agency. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Now, do you work with companies all over the country, or? Yeah, I most definitely work with you know companies all over the all over the nation. Uh, a few international companies, but for the most part, uh, you know we have. Our development and then basically our consulting team. Our, we went from developing out to a lot, for a lot of corporate companies and, and fortune companies and some small businesses uh, to actually creating our own portfolio. So we have a lot of different tech uh, tech entities that we create internally, and then we push those out into different markets. Uh, some of them, actually, two of them were inspired by my kids. Uh, one of them that one of the main ones is called Teach Par. And so it really came from my kid, my, my two boys were the only ones in elementary school and they would bring home just so many papers and I'm just <laughs> like, man. And so, I mean, we, we, our kids are active, they're doing sports, 
uh, they're doing other activities and things. And then sometimes because before all the COVID stuff, you know, we wouldn't make it home until the evening. So it's just like we need to cook, get something to eat, get the kids to bed. Yeah. Uh, and so we wouldn't check folders and stuff till later. And I was just like, man, we forgot about this and different things. And so I said, well, I need something that's going to help us better be in communication with teachers beside email. And so TeachPAR basically, uh, it's like a, it's a free software and teachers, you know, when they have assignments, when there's announcements and all these different things, it's in one portal. And so as a parent, I get a notification about it. Um, it keep us, keeps us in alignment when our children have tests. I don't know how it is with one child, but I know when you have, you know, two, and now three, it, it it gets very hectic when you're talking about keeping things organized. And so that was one of the software we actually created from it. Oh, very cool. I may have to I may have to have you uh, send me some more information on that because my wife's a teacher and um, maybe at, at her school where she teaches, they may be able to do something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. It's it's, it's completely free. I didn't want any type of hold back on it, and so it works. It works really well. As parents. Uh, my dad is actually he, he's a vice president in in, uh, in the county background our hometown and he was he was expressing to me like with the uh, early head start children um, a lot of the parents they they're a lot more engaged and attached when it comes to digital get notifications on phones and things besides not just email because a lot of people like text message or push notifications and things but. Right. Um, it helps out a lot more, you know, nowadays, a lot more people are working and, um, times when, when getting home, rather be divorced parents, separated, uh, other guardians, it helps out a ton just with communication, getting updates and things like that. Yeah. Well, cool. Cool. Well, I'll reach out to you then for, for more information on that. Um, well, awesome. awesome. Um, so you got four kids and they're, yeah. they're, they're young. Um, but you've got some experience, uh, uh, at that young age. What do you enjoy most about being a dad? I would, I would have to say just seeing them grow, um, being able to see myself and my kids and my wife and our kids as well. That's kind of like one of the joys of, of, of seeing them, um, grow up and just being a dad and watching them. I mean, we talk about it all the time, which is like, oh, it's like me when I was younger. And so just the joy of seeing them grow up. I mean, my um, my oldest, for example, he's probably the best example right now. Just seeing how he changes in his attitude. You know, he, he wants his own space more now um, right. versus with his brothers and sisters and things like that. So I would say that's the biggest joy. You, you know, you, you hear people all the time say, you know, just enjoy it now because time goes by fast. And I didn't really right. understand it when it was just one. And then two, but now I'm kind of I'm kind of really seeing it now. Yeah, yeah, they they uh, they do grow into that where they want a little bit more independence. And even even your young younger kids, I mean, even when they start to hit the you know four or five six years old, they still want yeah. to try to do things on their own. Um, so they start to develop that independence. But when they get older, and then they start hitting those teen years, uh, and then it becomes real noticeable that they're they're wanting to be kind of kind of a little bit separated from mom and dad i have i have two boys minor minor way older minor uh 21 and and uh my youngest is 19 and uh they are they are pretty independent of us um but we still enjoy uh time with them and even though they're in college we still enjoy time with them as often as we can and i, w- I would say too so, so one of the things that i would say as well is 
just in general watch them grow, but we only have like out of the four kids, there's one girl. And oh, wow, yeah. she's the third child and it it's it's like completely different. Yeah. There's so much difference in, in um the things she says and the personality and stuff. Just me as a dad, it's just kinda of like oh my goodness. It's just, yeah, you have to adapt. You have to adapt, right? You do, you have to change it. You do, yeah. you do. You have to have change your approach with, with everything and so um but it's it's a it's a joy seeing uh, seeing them and especially my, my, my girl grow like that. Yeah. Well, cool. What about challenges now? Obviously you've got, you got business you're trying to run. You're, you've got mm-hmm. kids that are, that are active in sports and, and all that. Um, what about challenges? What kind of challenges you face? I would say the biggest, the biggest challenge, there's quite a few things, you know, kind of like you mentioned, but I would say the biggest challenge for me is really, I have a lot of anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. I can hide it as if I don't, but I have a lot of anxiety when it comes to my kids. Um, I, I know I spoke to a guy, I felt like a therapy session. He said he was the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I mean, like my, 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 my two boys, for example, you know, they're, they're eight and they're six now. But when they first, we first like took them both out of our room and put them in a room together so they can still sleep in a, in a room together. And I was more than ready for them to get out of our bed. I was like, I told my wife, I was like, well, I'm going to sleep in here with them for a few nights and then gradually move out. Man, I was in there for like almost a year. (laughs) (laughs) And I realized like I had separation anxiety from my, from my kids. And I, I, it was very hard for me not to sleep in a room with them. And then when I found my wife was like, okay, when are you going to stop? And I was like, all right. I, I did, but then I would wake up in the middle of the night and like three or four times I would just go in and check on them. And nice. I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> so it, it's like the biggest thing is myself. You're just like overthinking things, um, things like that. There's always going to be other challenges, you know, when it comes to your kids. I'm always paying attention to them and their personalities um, and, and, and just trying to adjust and adapt to them as they grow. But I would say the biggest challenge for me is just it's it's myself. Like yeah. relax sometimes. Things are everything's okay. Yeah. Well, you know, anxiety is not uncommon, especially for dads with a with a busy family. Um, mm-hmm. That's certainly not uncommon. But one thing you have to keep in mind is that you don't want to. You know, a lot of problems dads have when they have that anxiety and that stress is they turn to other things like alcohol or. Um, you know, their careers, they focus more on their careers and stay out of the home a lot more. And, and you have to make sure you're wary of that and you, you don't fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I mean, thankfully I don't have any type of issues or anything like that. But I would say that it, it, it would, it would, if I said if it was an effect in any kind of way such as that, it would be staying up later than what I should. Yeah. Right, even and in that guy, I guess it can can kind of go with uh, working. I stay up later than I should just working because I'm like I want to go check on them. I don't want right. to get in bed yet. So things right. like that, it, it it can. So it's very true. I'm happy it hasn't escalated to a any other level of some of the things that you mentioned. But I mean, that is definitely good to keep in mind. Yeah. So what way did your life change when you became a dad? Oh, um. You know, one of the things that change, I think this happens common with a lot of people. Of course, you, you, you view things and you look at things completely different. 
mm-hmm. you listen to things and you hear things that you didn't at first. It's kind of like if you ever buy a new vehicle, I'm not comparing my kids to a vehicle, but <laughs> if you ever buy a new vehicle and when you're driving around, you start to notice how many other people may have your vehicle. Yep. And so, like, when you have a child, you start to pay attention to a lot of other things. You start to pay attention to the music that you listen to, the shows that you watch, and it doesn't even have to do with, like, what they may or may not hear. So one of the the best examples I can give, one of the top best examples is my daughter, right? And, and you can listen to – I listen to all types of music. The only music that I'm not a huge fan of is, is country music because it makes me sleepy. <laughs> But other than that, I literally love all types of music that you think of, from uh, Latin, hip-hop, R&B, pop, uh, classic rock, all of that. But when I had my daughter, I started listening to a lot of the words in music. And I couldn't listen to it anymore if it, if it said certain derogatory things toward a woman, because I would immediately think about my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it changes your mindset. Even even TV shows or um, movies that I watch, if there's right. certain scenes, I'm like, I can't even watch that because it's like it it, it messes me up mentally. Um, and same thing with my with my boys. You know, there's certain things that I look at, or certain things that I hear, and I'm like, I don't want my boys to be like that. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it 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 makes you change your mindset. That's the biggest thing is that. I changed my mindset. And once my mindset changed with things, it changed my approach because it made me clean up a lot of things that I would listen to and that I would hear that it wasn't anything that I would be uh it's not like a, a way that I thought myself, but it's just like you start to hear these things and say, Okay, let me I don't even want to listen to this. And so, um when you kinda of eliminate a lot of other things, it changes your mindset. Uh you look at you look at the world itself a lot differently. No, and you're right. And um, it's it's funny. A lot of dads say that, you know, their habits have to change. Some of the things that they're used to doing before, they don't do now because they have kids. I mean, some of it could come down to just the simplest things as, uh, you know, things that would be a little bit more risky, like riding a motorcycle or something. I know dads that yeah. stopped riding motorcycles when they started <laughs> having kids because it was just something that was that they thought was necessary. Yeah. Um, so you're absolutely right. That's good. A great answer. I wanted to go um, skydiving, but I did. I did. Oh. Me, and my, me and my wife literally talked about that. Uh, it was like a week ago or something like that. Oh, and we really? were talking about something, and I was like, I said skydiving. I was like, no, I can't do that. We have kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll go to like the little I fly place and, and, and get the experience to where it feels like it, but I don't actually do it. Yeah. Um, I did I did skydiving two years ago. Um, I did it for you know, kind of a birthday thing I wanted to do, and obviously uh-huh. my kids are grown, but uh, – it was just something that was on my bucket list. I wanted to do it, and uh, I, so I did it, and uh, I can't wait to go again. <laughs> I may keep it on my bucket list for about 20 years from now. <laughs> awesome. If you had to define a successful father, what what would that father look like to you? I mean, it's quite a few things, and I'll try to bring these together. The first thing is leading by example more than leading by words. Um, I know a lot of times from a visual standpoint, you know, you think someone may think or see something of a good father and they may see like someone telling a story or telling a child what to and not to do. But for me, I would say leading by example. Um, it kind of goes back when you, when you mentioned, you know, how did, how does it make you change? There's a lot of things that I do that, um, that lead by example. Uh, the actions that I take, 
forgiveness. You know, if I, I know one time I blamed my oldest son for something because his younger brother said he did it, and he really didn't. Mm. And so when I got the truth for it, it wasn't like, well, y'all need to stop anyways. It was just like, okay, well, I I told him, I was like, I apologize. I didn't, I should have listened more at first, and I mm-hmm. shouldn't have reacted like that. And so teaching them forgiveness, not just by saying how you should forgive or whatever, you know, it, it's a it's a situational thing. And so that's just one of the ways by, by leading by example. Um, balance as well. I mean, just life itself, you think about these things, you know, when you're raising a child, you're raising them for when they're grown, right? When they leave the right. house and leave the nest. And so I, I work very hard at, at everything I do. I'm a very all-in type of person. But anything that I do, I'm like 100% all in. And so helping them understand what balance is. And, of course, this is from my perspective, but allowing them to understand how I'll approach it. You know, when they get older, they can either take the same approach or they can figure it out for themselves. But, you know, balance with work, balance with, you know, I love to do sports. Uh, I love to, I love to, like, compete. And so there's still sports and stuff that I get involved in. Like, I, I, I jumped into boxing a few years ago and got in golden gloves and won golden gloves. It's just things like that that is not the memory of, of me boxing, but it's a memory of, like, my dad actually felt like he can hop into things and, and, and do anything he wanted to, but at the same time, he has a family, and he balanced those things out. And, it, right. it, you know, it may, it may not be perfect, but even that imperfection part is it's a teaching moment of figuring yeah. out how to balance it out with things, right, and then expressing to them, Maybe not now, but especially, you know, when I get older, like, these are some mistakes that I made when I was trying to balance it out. Yep. You're absolutely right. Yep. You're absolutely right. You said all the right answers. It's a a matter of leading by example. Our kids are watching us. I've talked about it a lot on my show before, but our kids are watching us. Regardless of their age, they're watching everything you do, and they're actually – they're actually putting those thoughts together on how you react to things and how you respond to things and how you – what you say – um, so leading by example is certainly important. And then also it comes down to balance. I've had, I've had a lot of dads that say, well, how do you find balance with, you know, all the stuff you have going on in your life? And I said, it's very easy. It's difficult because there yeah. is a lot of things going on, but it is very easy if you know how to schedule your time. Very and true. One, of, one of the things that I talk about is, you know, you're, we're all quick to schedule our appointments and schedule these podcast interviews and schedule our workouts and and when we go to the gym, but no one really thinks about scheduling time with their kids. Yeah. And that's just as important. So um, you're absolutely right. Finding balance uh, and also leading by example. What is the single most important thing you've learned from your parents and how has it impacted you as a father? You know, one of the things that I learned from my parents, or should I say, which is, I mean, it was some when I was, when I was younger, like when I'm talking about, when I, when I mentioned earlier about, forgiveness and apology and things like that. My parents did that, but there, there's a, there's a, there's a few things that really stand out to me from my parents as I grew up and been and grown. My parents have expressed to me different mistakes that they made when raising us. And I think it's because when I think I know, which, you know, they've mentioned would be, they would see things that I do or my brothers do. For me, my dad raised me like as perfect as possible for as, as active and rowdy as a, as a child that I was. And so especially to be the man that I am today. But he, he has expressed to me, like, you know, some of the mistakes that I made that I would have done differently. 
Mm-hmm. So I would say that's one thing that's kind of expressing those mistakes. And that, that's kind of those things that, as they grow, um, talking about that, you know, there's still parents, even though I'm, you know, 33 years old, they're still my parents and there's still things that I learn from them and learn about them. And then one of the other things that I would say is listening. Um, one thing that we had at our house that's probably different than a uh, majority of everyone is that there would be days um, that my parents, would allow just me and my brothers to talk and mm. express ourselves. That's awesome. And that means like they can get on to us about all things all the time. And then it's like, you know, express yourself. How you how, how do you feel about different things? And like you don't listen sometimes when we sit to say X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. And it was them just like, you know, absorbing the things that we were talking about. It wasn't like really – some things, of course, would be just like a reasoning behind it, but for the most part, it was just like them listening. And I, 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 I hadn't got to the point where well, I take that back. We do that with our kids. It's not as formal as like just letting them sit and express. They're not at that age yet for the most part. My eight-year-old is, so I have done it with him, um, him more. But I think that right there was a was a huge thing, um, just in life that actually helps you understand how to communicate better and how to express yourself um, and then react to things as well. So that was that's definitely one of the um, one of the biggest things. And then it allowed my parents as well to be transparent. You know, when your child is telling you kind of like what they feel about things, um, the parent has to be transparent and they have to, you know, you have to humble yourself as a parent and be like, all right, like this is how my child feels. So I need to make adjustments, which is, which is huge. There's a guy that I listen to. Eric Thomas, or his, his name is E.T., the, the hip-hop preacher, but his name is yep. Eric Thomas. I haven't taken the test, but I want to, but he talks a lot, a lot about personality. Mm-hmm. And he gave a, a, an example, and he was saying, like, his son, if he goes to his son, like, hey, son, I got to go to California for a speaking engagement. You want to ride? Let's go. And his son's like, yeah, let's go. And so his daughter, she'd be like, no, I want to study. And he said, for the longest, he thought his daughter didn't like him. He's like, she never wants to do anything until he understood who his daughter was. And I think it's through his personality test or whatever, but his daughter is like, she doesn't like to do things in spur of the moment. She wants them to be planned because she has schoolwork. So it's completely opposite from his son. That's just one of the things that I look at when when you're talking about listening and, and understanding your child and being able to adjust to them. That's awesome. Um, and I think I've heard that same speech from him as well. Um, mm. So that's, that's, that's a great example. What do you ho- if I were to ask your kids, uh, tell me something about your dad? What what would you hope your kids would say about you? I want my I want to be the hero to my kids. Yeah. I don't want them to have to look outside of their own home to feel like this is my hero, like this is a legend to me. Yep. You know, a lot of people talk about legacy these days. I don't look at legacy in terms of everyone else. Like, there's certain people that I want to please in my life and make sure that. I am looked at like a like a hero or like a legend in my life, such as um, or be proud of me in that way, such as my parents, my brothers, my wife, and, like, and really close family or friends. But when it comes to my kids, I want them to look at me like, yeah, there's other celebrities or people that you can look at and, you know, they, they, they've got a legacy or a hero. And But I want them to look at me and be like, my dad was literally my hero. I can look at this man and be like, this is, this is, he's a legend. The thing yep. in my life, the person that I am for, for, forever until I'm gone and they're still here. 
like I want them to be able to have that within them and say, you know, that's my hero, that's my that's my legend. So that that's how I want them to look at me. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And a lot of dads feel the same way. Unfortunately, a lot of kids don't. A lot of kids, <laughs> a lot of kids look up to, you know, the athletes, um, exactly. you know, the, the, the imaginary superheroes that, that they look up to as their hero or their idol. But yeah. a lot of dads, what they want for their kids is they want to be able to say, if my kids were asked, who's your idol? Who do you respect the most? Who do you look up to the most? They want yeah. them to say their dad. Exactly. And um, so, you know, and it's something else that I talk about on the show a lot, and I know all all my listeners will, will know exactly what I'm referring to. But when we talk about legacy, legacy is important. But something that somebody said to me once is that your legacy is built in your home, not outside your home. Very true. And it's so important. And, and if you're living that kind of lifestyle, if you're living that kind of purpose, then your kids will say that you are their idol, or you are the person they look up to, you are the one that they respect the most um, and want to be like. And um, so, yeah, you're, ab- you're absolutely right. A lot of dads feel the same way, so you're not alone. Nice, yeah. And, and that, that summarizes a lot of things that I mentioned, you know, when I'm talking about, you know, a legacy isn't just, I know entrepreneurship is huge these days, but a legacy isn't what I do in my career. The legacy isn't, how much money I make or even how athletic I am. Like it can be part of those things, but you know, the biggest legacy part, it comes from exactly how they feel about me. But you know, all of those things are just kind of like pieces to the puzzle, but you know, how they feel about you. I want to be the entrepreneurial rich dad that doesn't have a relationship with their child because I work all the time. Right. You know, I don't, I don't want those types of things. I, uh, being a, you know, like you mentioned, the legacy is in your home. Being a legacy to the world but not in my home, that's that's a failure to me. Yep. Yep, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right, Daniel. If I had to ask you, if you had the secret to raising good kids and I had to ask you to share that secret with, with me, what would that secret be to you? Listen and pay attention to your to your child. Get to actually know who your child is and adjust along the way. That doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that you just conform to however they are, because they're going to have, um, you know, bad habits and good habits. But when you understand your child, you will know how to approach them and promote those good habits for them to keep doing it. And those bad habits, you'll know how to approach them and help them understand how this won't be good for you now or later in life. I think when you're raising a child, you know, every, at least should be every parent, you know, you want your child to grow up, be something, be someone productive in society and be a respectable young man or young lady. Right. And that starts in a home, but you've got to pay attention to your children and you've got to adjust. And it's not an easy thing because that means that you have to change yourself. You have to change yourself. I mean, there's especially with all of the COVID stuff going on and we have four kids at home and they're doing virtual learning and I'm trying to work and all types of stuff. And I can be in the middle of a thought and trying to do something. And they're asking something. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to start paying, I start paying attention to those things. Some things I do have to learn to hold on to, but some things that may be urgent, like I have to make adjustments that's going to cater to them for that, you know, for this moment, for this temporary time, because, you know, these things like this can have long lasting effects. So, um, you know, part of raising kids is, it's a summary of a lot of questions that you ask and things that I answer, which is, you know, understanding, paying attention and knowing your child, but, you know, you as a parent, me as a dad, 
I have to make adjustments to myself as well, and I have to change my ways also. I would agree. You know, funny kids, we think that kids are supposed to be obedient, and they are. But you know what? Kids require respect. Okay. And the only, a lot of times, the only way you're going to get respect from your kids is by giving them respect. And if we're teaching our kids to just be obedient and do as I say, not as I do kind of mentality, um, you're sending them down the wrong path. So um, you're absolutely right in everything that you said. Uh, Daniel, if my listeners want to look you up, kind of learn a little bit more about you, where can they find you? Um, how can they look you up? And then also, what do you have going on this year that you're looking forward to? Yeah, most definitely. So with the first one, if you want to look me up, uh, you can find me on social media, predominantly on Instagram. It's uh, at Daniel O'Griggs. You can also go to my, my website, DanielOGriggs.com, and you can find out a lot more about um, me and everything that I do. One of the things that I'm looking forward to this year, in an amusing right. way, I'm looking forward to the year being over. <laughs> right. But in a being more specific and more practical, one of the things that I started at the beginning of the year and through that I've said I'm going to focus on this year is focusing a lot more on um, self-improvement. Understanding, I know I talked a lot about knowing your child and stuff, but actually understanding and knowing me more as well. Why I do things, why I do the things that I do, uh, why my mindset is the way that it is. None of these are like it's all bad or anything like that, but just knowing from the bad and the good, why why do I do the things that I do? Why do I approach things that way, um, et cetera? And it just, that's going to, uh, for me, going to escalate me to just being better in everything, better as a husband, better as a dad better as a boss with my companies, uh, a brother and a son as well. Well, very cool. Well, um, Daniel, look, it's, uh, it's, I'm certainly glad we got to know each other a little bit. It's, uh, it's really been a, uh, a great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. I need you to stay safe out there in Texas. <laughs> Will do. I'll stay safe in Texas and you stay safe in, in Cali as much as possible. Thank you again to Daniel for talking with me on Dad Up. As you heard, Daniel is very passionate about being a dad. He shares just how much he enjoys spending time with his kids and knows the value of bonding with his kids. I appreciate all the experience he already has with young kids. Daniel certainly represents the Dad Up community very well. Thank you as always for listening to the show. And as I said before, please subscribe. It is also so important that you share the show with others. The only way the show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at dadappodcast. I read all your comments and questions and respond to them all. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.